Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sarge Barlow Geek Podcast is sponsored by The Colorful Geek. If you've seen Jordan today at a convention, you've probably also seen The Colorful Geek because we love each other and sell near each other whenever we can. Uh, the Colorful Geek has all kinds of super cute, nerdy clothing and accessories that are made right here in New York. And they have a special discount for you. You can use the code SARTORIALGEEK for 20% off everything at The Colorful Geek. So go check them out and follow them at The Colorful Geek all over the internet. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I'm here at the ReadPop offices right now in Connecticut, which is super cool. And I'm here with Taylor Eastman and Katie Roark. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, right. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to meet, I don't even remember the first convention I met either of you at, but I see you at things all the time. Um, and it's really cool for me to be able to be here and like see the behind the scenes because I feel like there's so much that happens at conventions that like no one knows about. So you guys do content. Yes. Yes. Is that like the content that goes out or the content at cons or both? Like what? (laughs) Explain your job to me because I sort of get it. So we do all like the panels and screenings and special events. Um, So some of that takes place at the convention. Some of it is now taking place before and after the convention. So we do... A little bit of everything. Yeah, because at New York Comic Con, you guys did like the library stuff too, right? Yes, yes cool. we did at the New York Public Library. It was uh, the whole professional day on Thursday. That's awesome. We actually did that at Emerald this year too. We're kind of like trying to bring it to more shows at the Seattle Public Library. So I went, I stayed in Seattle a couple days after and I went to the library and one of the people working there like somehow recognized me, which never happened. So we like <laughs> talked about it and talked about Emerald City. But that's really cool because then the, the whole city where the conventions happen, like get to get involved too, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. And that's definitely something that's happening at New York a lot since we've got all those outside venues or like spreading out into the city slowly. Yeah. Taking over. Yeah, as the shows grow, there's no room for everyone in the convention center. So the more venues that we can bring content to, the better. But so do you guys try to have it all be like the weekend of, or is it do you like having it spread out to like before and after? Or is it just kind of depending on how big the show is? Well (laughs) for New York, like part of our goals this year is to have like stuff going on all year round. So we like we launched a whole series of events leading up to the show called NYCC Now. You should check it out. Um, <laughs> and you're doing stuff already, like that, like yeah. months ahead. Because I saw H. Wait, H. John Benjamin. Yeah, I was like yeah. H. J. is wrong. H. John Benjamin. We did a so. signing with H. John Benjamin at the Strand, and we're actually doing one tomorrow with um, Chuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't pronounce it either, but yes, I know who Chuck, that is. Chuck P. Yes. Um, doing a signing at the Strand tomorrow, and I'll be there handing out buttons and uh, greeting people. That's awesome. So that's really, like, I mean, that's cool, too, for people who love the con, but it's one weekend a year, so it's, like, ways you can... So, and what? what's the... How do you follow it? Um, well, it's going to be the hashtag NYCC now, but if you go on our website, there's a button right there, NYCC now. It's got our whole calendar of events and we're adding more as the months go on and as we come up with new ideas for fun things to do. We've got some trivia nights on the books. We've got some more signings. 
Um, we have an event with Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally that just sold out. Whoa. So that's happening. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I just going to ask? Oh, so Reed has way more events than like I even realized before. Because I know like NYCC and Emerald City. But what other American show, America shows, <laughs> American shows do you have? Well, we have C2E2, which yes, just took okay. place in April. Um, Keystone Comic Con, it's the first year we're launching in September. What are the exact? Do you know the exact? September 15th. Yeah, yeah that weekend. 17th. Yeah. We'll be there. So come, come oh, say okay. hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we do all the pack shows too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Those are gaming shows, right? Yeah. Awesome. And then Star Wars Celebration too, which is every other year. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also BookCon. And oh, BookCon. Yeah. yeah. So like basically the big shows that people, like the big Comic Cons. That's awesome. Is it We're weird <laughs> to switch brains between like specific fan show? Like BookCon is obviously way specific. And then like NYCC and C2E2 are widespread like fan things. Is it, like, I feel like you guys have to know everything, kind of, to come up with content. Like, how do you decide? Luckily, I feel like there's people here that are super into what they're into. So we're all kind of, like, have our own different fandoms and everything. So if you aren't, like, an expert on something, most likely the person in front of you or behind you in the office is. So that's kind of nice. But our shows, like, the comic portfolio has, we cover everything. Yeah. So I feel like the longer... I've been here the more things that I wasn't even interested in now I am so that's really cool too working on it that's awesome yeah I guess your office is just like a directory of every nerd brain yes. in one spot <laughs> that's so cool what's been like one of your favorite like have you ever gotten to do like one super cool thing that you were like if like this was my favorite part of working this job is there or like a cup like what's something that like I guess the way I want to ask it is, is there something super cool that you've been able to do because you work here that like you never thought would get to happen? Like, have you gotten to like talk to anyone in like a cool situation that? There's stuff that I'm working on now that I can't talk about. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So next year we'll we'll chat about about working on. Like, and it might not even happen, but I'm very excited. Well, you love Keanu, and you got to. I know. I did get to bodyguard Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Yeah. At New York uh, this past year. <laughs> yeah, because he was in the 1A hall at 1806 doing a panel for his new movie. Um, so we got to be a human shield. You were Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because was... everyone can't see you, but you don't look like a bodyguard. Like, you're no. pretty little, so you had to make, like, a human shield for Keanu. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah people probably role. thought we were fans. <laughs> yeah. trying to, like, bombard the street. Right. Like, it was just here. No, we're <laughs> but yeah, it's just the way the stage is set up. Like there was a huge gap that he had to walk through to get out of the room, and it's chaos. Well, I'm glad you were there. That's awesome. <gasps> Me too. <laughs> Kr Prime. Yeah, because my initials are Kr, and our event manager also Kr, but he's the. That's sweet. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Do you have any like favorite? The first one that comes to mind is, like, growing up, I always was obsessed with Pokemon. Like, I didn't know anything about the voice actors or anything, but um, at C2E2 last year, I got to put together some children's programming with the voice of Ash. Whoa. Um, So that was super cool. Just, like, you know, she's 
so chill, so friendly. The kids were obsessed with her. Like, I have a million pictures on my phone of just, like, all the kids that dressed up as um, different Pokemon coming (laughs) to pose with her. And she was, like, doing, like, a voice workshop with them. And it was amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. So it was just something that you never would think, like, you'd be in that position. But it was really fun. Yeah, that's not something most people get to do. (laughs) That's really sweet. (laughs) Is there anything that you would, like want to tell fans about programming because I feel like some people like I didn't even really know about panels until I had been going for a while because like you think about the celebrities and you see the exhibitor hall because it's there but I feel like programming is kind of like a secret gem that like not everyone knows about like is there is there like not like a PSA to people to like actually look at paneling but like what I guess maybe what kinds of things can you see in paneling that you wouldn't necessarily think of like you can I feel like people know about like the big movie releases where like the whole you know that kind of thing but the the smaller panels and like the sort of like off the beaten path content Mm -hmm. is really cool too um see I would say like a lot of fans it's hard to meet your favorite celebrities and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's expensive. I get that. Right. So the best way to see some of those celebrities that you want to see is go to their panel. Like, we have programming going on with almost all of our autographing and photo ops guests. So that's always an option. Um, and I think a lot of people forget about that. And they're like, oh, I have to pay to see this person. Well, yeah, you can still see them in person. Yeah, you can and ask like, them a question. There's usually a Q&A segment, so you can still have an interaction with them. Um, I would say that, and also, like, there's a lot of really cool fan-run panels. Like, if you want to talk about your favorite stuff, go to a fan panel that's about it, or a meetup that's about it, and you'll make new friends who are really into the same stuff that you are. Yeah, I was going to bring up the meetups. I feel like we get so many questions and just like comments on our different social media pages about like, oh, I have no one to go with or like, oh, I wish like my friends were into this too. But there are so many fans at our shows looking for people with the same interests as them. So really going to a panel or a meetup is like the best way to meet friends at the show. What's the best way to find, like, can you search by like category or like if you're like, I love Pokemon, like, can you search the show uh, like, what's the best way to find the panels and meetups and stuff if you don't know what you're looking for? You Our, just know what you like. <laughs> the app is like the best thing that you can cool, okay. if you And I'm pretty sure, like, if you go into our app and just type in Pokemon, all of the like panels with it in it and the oh, meetup would come. Sweet, yeah. cool. So definitely download the app. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you guys have, is it a, a repop app or a different app per show? Per show. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's nice too. So you can just be like, this is what I'm actually going to if you aren't like me and don't go to every single read event ever. Yeah. And then there'd be way too much information. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. How much in advance, like, I imagine it's really, really hard to plan everything. Like how, how far in advance do you guys have what's going to be out or do you release things like slowly as you know, or like when, <laughs> when should people start looking for stuff? Is it like a month before or like a week before or like when you get tickets? The guests and everything will start announcing a couple months before the show. Like obviously yeah. we're planning it year round, but yeah, we'll you, start announcing you can't like tell everyone stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but the main program, like all of the panels, the panel submissions are open for New York right now. So like people cool. can submit their ideas right now. And I think it's open until July 30th, um, 2018. So after that closes, like we have to do a whole process yeah. of reviewing everything and we get so many submissions. Um, and we can only like take about, I think last year we took about 20%. Okay. Um, so that takes some time. But That's then, kind of nice too for people to know if they submit. Like I assumed that big shows get a ton, but it's like if your panel doesn't get accepted or every panel doesn't get accept, accepted first round, it's because you have five times as many yeah. <laughs> like people applying as literal room and time. So that makes sense. And every, yeah, it's not every every bad content. More. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, Tough decision making time, but and then I'm sure it's like a puzzle piece of trying to fit like room size and time, and I can't even. And you imagine. don't want to have conflicting content. Like sometimes <laughs> things don't slot until the end, and it's like right up against something that's directly conflicting. Oh, you're like, no. oh no! How do we change this now? And everyone's like, "How did they do that?" But like stuff comes in so late. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm sure like the I'm sure there you have to give preference to like the celebrities or like people who are only there for a certain amount of time. It's like if someone's only there for one day, their panel can't be three days later yeah. because how do you, like literally how do you do that? Is there a huge team of people like? It's usually one or two people. Like Taylor Whoa. did all of hers for Emerald City last year, and she had four hundred something panels by yourself. Yeah. Oh my god. We had like a whole restructure here, so now we all mostly focus on one show, so cool. we can focus year round, which is really great. But yeah, when it comes time to scheduling, it's super overwhelming. Oh my gosh, I'm stressed out for you. Yeah. Like, that already <laughs> happened. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it'll oh, be here man. before we know. Yeah, it next that's year true. <laughs> that's true. Is it like? Yeah, like, I guess it's just a puzzle piece of trying to figure out yeah, and how to slide the, everything in. A lot of the bigger stuff, the, like, studio content, it won't come in until the very last second. Right. Because they, they don't know, so we yeah. don't know, and then that's why things get shuffled around right at the last second. That's good, though. I I kind of like, I mean, obviously some behind the scenes is, like, meant to be behind the scenes, but it's nice for people, like like you were saying, like, it's easy as a fan to be like, this isn't what I wanted, so how could I ever do that? But then when you realize it's a person with a ton of other details going on trying to make it work, like, it's sometimes things just happen because that's how they have to happen. Yeah. Or, like, there aren't enough – I mean, it's not unlimited rooms, and yeah. you have to block everything out. That's so crazy. Well, and then we run into the problem with the more venues we bring on and like the more spaces there is no matter what going to be some type of conflicting content. So we really are trying to not have it be that way, but there's just like, I mean, nothing much we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, tips for like, if you're going to panels for the first time, like, uh, cause we had, um, we had like a con goer, Rachel give her like tips from all, so it was like get in line early, that kind of stuff. But are there any like other tips? I mean, obviously, if it's a huge panel, you have to look at the details of like, do you have to get in the lottery or do you have to line up at a certain time? But are there any other like things that people wouldn't normally think of that you wish fans knew <laughs> so that their lives would be easier and yours would be easier? I feel like people don't ever think to look at all the speakers. Like a lot of time they just see the topic and they're like, oh, that's interesting. But we've been pulling so many different creators, whether it's like authors or artists to be on different panels. Yeah. Kind of just like to make like not a package, but you know, like making sure they have a ton to do at the show. 
Um, so I would recommend that because a lot of people are like, I didn't even know they were going to be on that panel, but oh, we do list cool. all the speakers. So, so like actually click in and see who's going to be there. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good piece of advice. I've yeah. never thought about that. <laughs> well, because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the, t- the title doesn't seem like that interesting, but you have no idea what's like actually going to happen. Yeah. So. Okay, guys. So look at the details. That's important. <laughs> um, I would say pre-plan. Definitely look at your schedule, but also be flexible because there are just going to be some times you can't get to what you wanted to get to. So have second options or just be ready to like go check out the show floor for some time. Right. <laughs> if you can't get in, there's always something else fun to do. And our app lets you schedule in advance. So I'm really plugging the app today. <laughs> no, but it, yeah. I mean, if that's the best way to get around, then everyone should get the app for all the shows yeah. because that'll really help. And it's our most like up-to-date information because our program guide goes to print a month before the show. So things change sadly. And then people are like showing up to rooms like, but this is not what it says. So the app is everything that's right. I think the New York Comic Con app is already live because that's part of the NYCC now is there's a game part of it. Oh, cool. So if you download the app, um, you can play along with NYCC now, but also you can, once the schedule goes live, I think it goes live in the app first. Don't quote me (laughs) <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. So, like, you can get the content or the, yeah, I guess content that's coming out early. And then also it'll just be there when the show comes out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for chatting with me today. So, uh, do you want people to follow you guys as people too, or just like follow the show and download the app? Because you can totally plug yourself. I mean, you guys are cool people. I think everyone should follow you if you want them to. I think. Just follow. <laughs> <laughs> I tweet like once a month. So yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> My Twitter is mostly puppy videos. You know what? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely follow like the show tweet uh, tweeters. The show yeah. tweeters. Um, we'll have all the information there first. And our Instagram too. I feel like a lot of people don't follow Instagram, but yeah. And during the event, I know you guys do a lot with stories, which is cool. So yeah. even if you can't, like if you're a fan and you maybe can't be everywhere, like while you're eating lunch, you can just see what's going on. Yeah, on exactly. the stories, which is awesome. Cool. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you like the show, you can subscribe. You can leave us a review. And if you want to check out our Patreon, that will help us keep bringing you really cool interviews and content. Have a great week and stay nerdy.